Hi, you're, you're listening, listening to, to Pillow, Pillow Talk. Talk. I'm Candice. And I am Papa B. And this podcast is all about news, politics and pop culture, broken down from the warmth of our bed as we are time poor parents. Let's, Let's dive, dive in. in. Welcome back to season four, episode three, I think it is, of Pillow Talk with Candice and Papa B. Just to flag, if you're listening to this, you've clearly already found it, but yeah, that don't make no sense. But a lot of people are like, oh, we can't find it. And I think you specifically have to type in Candice and Papa B, as there are a few podcasts with the title of Pillow Talk. Anyway, a week or so ago, on my Instagram, I asked the question, what do you guys want us to talk about on this season? The response... (laughs) Y'all trying to get somebody fired. <laughs> when I saw you put that box up, right, I'm not going to lie. I was like, ah, this woman likes Some trouble. of y'all don't, don't want to see a girl win because some of those questions, I was like, and that is only going to end one way. So we, we really sift through and we've chosen three questions that will make the three topics we're going to discuss tonight. And, and, and that is not to... That is not to poop on anyone's questions i mean they're oh, all God, no. they're all valid questions god no i just don't want to discuss and it. you know what i'm not gonna lie some of the deepest questions came from very very long time listeners this podcast has been going since tw- 2018 and some of the deepest questions came from people who have been listening since really? then so they have really been on a journey with us and the reality is both our platforms have grown and changed since then. And many listeners are new. And it's not every day. What's that saying you say, babe, about like when the soup is sweet or something? Cover, cover your, mouth. your mouth. It's not It's not every day brawl out the business, good or bad, because you just don't know what people are going to feed into or zone in on. So we've had to be a little bit tender um, in, with regards to the topics we're going to discuss tonight. Yeah, man. I think we should kick it off with life outside of London. Go for it. I love that. I think we should kick it off with that one. Life, so that was life. one of the questions, right? Yeah, you know, how life outside of London has been, you know, what's led us to it, how we've seen it thus far. Mm. So I think I just... Look, for me, I think... Get, Give them a bit of background, just a bit for new listeners. Uh-huh. Just a little bit. What background? I moved in it. <laughs> <laughs> no, what this you, guy what wants more. <laughs> so basically, guys, we left London back in the 2017 um and that was a very popular topic of conversation when the podcast first started because that was our first year outside of london was it not 2016 we left no 17 no, no. because 17 17 17 17 17, yeah. 17 17 17 17 yeah. yeah we left in 17 uh yeah f- we left london in 2017 i i was I, i'm a born and raised londoner brixton sw9 zook zook um, Bode was born in Nigeria, so when I say he really didn't have no fucks to give, he was like, None. he was like, the boxes are already on the moving van. I have no loyalty to this shit. Oh, None. I'm out of here. <laughs> I, look, I've got to be honest. I, I'm, I'm not, I'm not knocking London. He's not. He's I'm not, not knocking London. Not. London is a great place. It's a great city. Will I live in London again? Chris, I, I've got to be brutally honest. I've been asked this question several times. My answer is no. Candy says maybe. And I say yes. My answer is no. I wouldn't live in London when again. I, manifest with me, guys, when I can get my little one-bedroom mm. flat just off the King's Road. Whatever. And I can go to lunch at Harrods. That's going to be the one. Well, I, I just wouldn't <laughs> do London again. Um, mm. For me, I see London as an eco-chamber. I see London as... Eco or echo-chamber? Echo echo-chamber. Sorry, yeah. Nigerian, in it. Oh, don't say that, babe. Come on, echo chamber. Okay, echo chamber. <laughs> um, I see London as an echo chamber. Um, I believe 
they kind of like use London as a yardstick for every part of the UK in a certain way. Mm-hmm. But I just see, I don't know if, if I'm correct in saying this, I don't see London as a true representation of all of the UK. Oh, absolutely not. If you've, if you are, especially if you're born and you live and you work in London, you'll be fooled into thinking that the UK as a whole in its entirety is some kind of multicultural metropolis. Which is not. It's I mean, absolutely the j- not. The job I used to do when I used to travel up, up and down the country. You used to drive to places like Stonehenge, for God's sake. Do you know what I mean? Dorset. Yeah. Mate. Hebridy, whatever. Where he's no, going no. into a cafe and people are looking at him dodgy. Yeah, I, I, I went to some places where, mate, there ain't no colour. And they've never seen a black man. None. Girl, that's for sure. Zilch, nada. Mm. Niente. Mm. Is that something? Yeah, niente. Yeah. Yeah. Nothing. <laughs> right? And it just really made me see things differently. I always wanted space. Mm. I always wanted space. Mm. Clean air. Mm-hmm. Grass, mm. animals. Yeah, I grew up around stuff like that back home. You yeah, know, my you my dad. You know, my, my family. We owned a big yard where there were loads of animals and you know loads stuff like that. Mm. You know, my, my dad just really liked his animals. Um, so I was used to stuff like that. And but but London was just the hustle and bustle of it was just drain too drain. It was just really draining for me. Mm. And I just thought it was just so choked up. There's just literally no space for anything. Mm. The traffic, all of it just used to do my head in. Mm. And I think was one thing that really got me thinking was the job I used to do, I dealt with a lot of, you know, uh, stakeholders in multinational businesses, in businesses that were worth millions and millions of pounds. And a lot of them, if not all of them actually, not one of them stayed in London. Mm-hmm. That's what I said to clock. Not one of those guys stayed in London. But I'll meet them in their offices in London. Mm. But none of them stayed in London. Yeah. And I got to... I started thinking, but why? Mm. They are more than happy to hop on a train, to come to London, to the office. But when they're done, they hop off and go. Mm. I was wondering, why? Why did they do that? And I had conversations with a few of them. And they just said it's so cleansing. There's something about living outside of London and then working in London Mm. where you're just able to just shut it all off yeah yeah in london mm. and just go straight to your home in the countryside yeah in addition to that they said the cost of living mm. was just totally different and cheaper outside of london mm-hmm. and then when we look at crime as well you know crime rates yeah that was the biggest mm. for those of you who have read my books and especially i'm not your baby mother my first book and for those of you who have followed us on our journey from leaving London, you would know that the data surrounding knife crime was one of my my primary reasons as the as then um, going to be a mother to a son for le- a black son leaving London. I just saw that this data w- these numbers weren't coming down; they were going up, and we lived we lived in an area that right now is just. Because I still read London-based news. I still key into certain postcodes. And where we used to live, it's looking bleak in terms of... Um, the cronks. <laughs> the CRO. Um, in terms of the amount of young black children losing their lives to knife crime. And so the one thing I thought... I, 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 I 
felt and feel like I could control was the, the kind of area, the kind of demographic my son was going to be born into. So that was my main reason. Mm. Because prior to being pregnant with RJ, this is a conversation that Bode had broached with me numerous, numerous times. times. On numerous occasions. And I wasn't trying to hear it. Because I was looking at the cost of renting. Yeah. In London. Mm-hmm. And which I was looking you, at the cost... Which we were doing at the time. And I looked at the cost of renting... Outside, outside of, of London. London. And I was like... Ah! And the thing is, because we because we saw home ownership in our future, at that time we were like, right, so the only way we can save to buy is to bring down the rent. So you can then take that excess and put it in a kitty to put down for your deposit. Um, and so I, I, Bode had been trying with me for I've been years. Trying, I've been trying for bringing years. Bringing me to see his friends outside of London, yeah. doing the most. Yeah, I've been trying for years. I, I just wanted to, I wanted to get out. And I was saying things like, I can't leave London because of Morley Chicken Shop. Yeah. And you know what? Maybe no, can, was... you be, can you believe that, guys? <laughs> One of my excuses was, I can't leave the city because of Morley Chicken Shop. Wow, the indoctrination. And maybe, <laughs> maybe, maybe, maybe it was selfish on my part as well. Because, look, I used to, you know, we had one car at the time that mm. I, you know, I drove. And my I didn't job, have a license. Yeah. And my job took me up and down the whole country. All I needed was access to a motorway. Yeah. I was fine. I could get around. And I don't, so that's another thing. I don't think, at the time, I can say confidently, I don't think Bode understood how much I felt like I was going to lose yeah. as an individual, yeah. as, a, as a primarily stay-at-home mum mm. coming out of London. Yes. I felt like, and I'm not going to just say I felt, I would say with, for the first two years living outside of London, it, it, was, it was touch and go. My mental health was touch and go. Again, Bode's, Bode can drive, his work is taking him away from the house. I'm now living in a place where the bus comes every 45 minutes to an hour. <laughs> mm. I've, I'm, I've come to a place where, no word of a lie, I can't walk anywhere. I can't walk to the shopping centre or to, the, to a high street. This has to be a very well thought out plan. Um, yeah. that, that took the wind out of me the first two years. Yeah, absolutely. And I think we can't talk about moving out of London without addressing the elephant in the room, isn't it? What? I mean, we're not white. Oh, that, yeah. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> I, I've got to be honest. Sorry for dropping it like that. Oh, I don't care. Yeah, we're not we're not white. Uh, and I think being a white person gives you a certain privilege. The ability to just move anywhere without fear of being... Othered. Othered. I remember, I think it was the night we moved or a couple nights before we moved, I had a dream that the KKK turned up on our driveway. Right. I so, literally had that dream. Yeah, you have know. Have I ever come across the KKK in the UK? No. no. But that, that was just the, the anxiety. That was the anxiety. And uh, what made, what gave me the, not the strength, what encouraged us to rent the house we ended up renting is two doors down from us was a news agent, so like a corner shop, a Londis. And that corner shop um, uh, was owned by Sri and, and, and run by a Sri Lankan family. Yeah. And when I saw that, and I saw their business prospering and I saw white locals going in and not causing a fuss. I thought maybe, just maybe, we can do this. Right. And, and to be honest with you, a lot of research was put into that. A lot. I mean, we moved to MK, for Christ's sake. Do you know what I mean? And it's... At MK, part of MK, I'm not going to say all parts of it because there's some old... Milton Keynes, by the way. I know Milton a lot of people Keynes, be like, yeah. what's MK? So there's some old parts of Milton Keynes that are not as diverse, but I would say 
a large part of Milton Keynes is pretty diverse. Yeah, yeah. Because, I mean, for those that don't know, Milton Keynes is like a, um, what's the word I'm looking for? It's like a spill out of London. It's like a sub-city. Oh, it, it, and it was built in response to London becoming overcrowded. Something like that. So, uh, so most and, and and Milton Keynes is a very young. It's on Google. It's not listed as a city, but we're just going to say that for ease. Milton Keynes is a very young city, being that Milton Keynes was built and started to populate from the 1950s onwards. It's a very young space. So most people. It, even if they weren't born in London, their mum's mum or they were mm. born in London. I don't think we can talk about moving out of London without addressing the elephant in the room. <laughs> you know. We're, we're black. black. <laughs> we're black. We, we blickety blickety black. We're black, man. <laughs> you know, so we've got to talk about that because I'll be honest with you, so many people I speak to and they ask me about moving outside of London, they, that's... that's that's a fair, and it's a very valid fair. Oh, black people. Black people, yeah. It's a very it's, valid fair. It's a very valid fair, you know. Um, dude, I'm black, you know. What about mm-hmm. racism? Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? I, I, and it's a fact. But we did a lot of research. A lot. And whilst there was risk involved, mm. we kind of felt it was reduced by virtue of where it is we chose to move to. And I think it was Which really helpful. Um, Bode's got a really, really uh, uh, great friend, a, a man he's been friends with for ages. He was part of our wedding party. Um, who had moved to Milton Keynes. Who had moved to Milton Keynes. And he blickety, blickety, black, black us. And so he was re- he, he invited us up for dinner and barbecues. like So we could really get a feel of the place. And he let us know the areas we should avoid, the ones that he thought would be great for kids. Like, it was very... Our privilege was having that intel. You're right, Brixton. <laughs> Bless you. <laughs> our privilege was having that intel. And um, so many black people trying to make that move don't have that. So we feel really blessed yeah. to have had that so guidance. That, you know, and... I mean, we looked at other places. We looked at places like Chelmsford and stuff like that. And we just chose, we decided to choose here because, I mean, we visited quite a few parishes, which is what it's called in Milton Keynes. The clusters of areas. The clusters of areas. They're called parishes. We visited a few parishes and they actually actually looked okay. Do you know Mm. what I mean? They looked looked okay and and, and all right to move to. So so we did. We did. Uh, And I would say, because we've got two other segments to get through, I would say um, I, I don't regret it. Me neither. Me neither, because when I see some prices that y'all be paying for properties in London, <laughs> Jesus Christ! Whoa! One I'm of so- our favorite things to do, one of our favorite, one of our favorite things to do is go on Zoopla and just do like price comparison. And what some people in London are paying for a non-detached three-bed. Lord of God! If you look in certain areas where we are in, in that whole Buckinghamshire area, you might can find a swimming pool. Bro. And I'm not even lying. Bro. You might can find a barn. They might throw in the cows with the barn. Bro. I'm just like... But again, but I understand why a lot of people choose to live in London. Guess what? I Guess it. what? I'm going to shock you. Well, As someone born in London with plans one day to go back. I don't get it. Right, okay, there we go. I don't get it. Right, there we go. But here's what I do get, because I know people listening, there might be a few people listening who um, create negativity around that. Here's what I do get. I understand 
um, how much a social circle means. Right. I understand how invaluable having extra family support and friendship. Right. Those things are invaluable. There we go. I also understand, and this is where it gets mad, as expensive as it is to buy a home in London, right. I also understand the expense of leaving London. I, un- I, I understand the moving costs. I right. understand, like, do you know what? Not for one minute are we trying to sit here on our high horse yeah. and be like, we're better than thou or everyone no, no, no. needs to make this decision. No. There are so many factors and fundamental reasons as to why people can't leave that city. Absolutely. Maybe they're caring for an elderly parent or a yeah. grandparent. Like, there are so many reasons. You get what I'm saying? Right, right. Um, But we're specifically talking about property prices. Mm-hmm. The mortgage is high. The mortgage is just... Dude. Just put I, a handle on me and put tea in me. I remember one time looking at like a certain size of house in London and I saw it on the market for 1.8 million. 1.8 in North London. 1.8 million. Stress, bro. Do you know what 1.8 million can get you out here? A whole farm, bro. You and then no, you no, 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 whatever. Like, go on, we're zoop, not lying. Go, Come on, Zoopla, right now, you can buy a barn. In somewhere called Hounslope, which is just right on the outskirts of Milton Keynes, and it's on the market for 1.6 million. Not only is a not only is it a barn, there are outbuildings and offices around it that is owned by the person that buys that place that you can then you rent, can rent them out for 1.6 million and then sell bacon <laughs> and, and, and milk. Like. But you're telling me to come and buy a semi-detached house in London with no parking. No, maybe you have parking for 1.6 million on the road. <laughs> right. Like, yo. No, it could never London be. London is trifling. And then when I then look at, so I look at the pop property market. I look at it quite a lot. I look at facts and figures. Sorry, I do that a lot. And when I look at the rate of growth over the last, look, the property market has done a matters over the last two and years. And it will continue to do so. And it will continue to do matters over the last few years. Especially when some lenders are now looking mm. to increase their, um, how much they can lend, lend you. value. By, yeah. By, yeah. Well, they, I think it was about four, so four about between four and about 4.8. And now going up to seven. Some lenders are, Moving to seven. In fact, I think there's a lender that's done that already. Abito. Yeah. I think they've done that. Up so that seven. basically, they will lend you seven times, times what you earn. Right. You know. So the, 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 uh, you know, with what we had before, which was the stamp duty holiday and whatever, mm. um, the the market is doing a matters, and a lot mm. of people suddenly decide realizing. I can work from home now. I need space. Yeah, this so Panerera has really shown us out. how we can, how life can change. Yeah, you can yeah. literally make it work for you. And w- what we're, we're finding, especially in the area that we live, the money that was spent on people maybe going into London, people are now um, turning their double garages into office into and working space. Straight, absolutely. And so I was saying, I was looking at the rate of growth across the whole of the UK and I realised that London experienced the lowest rate of growth mm. which is no surprise to me mm. actually but you look at outside of london on the outskirts places like here yeah where the rate has gone up by a whopping what 15 17 mm. in some places up to about 17 percent, 18 percent. because that's mad i'm not even lying to you guys you see our area yet a house can't stay up for sale for a day no nah, one day what we're gone. One day. Gone. Sometimes now I'm even beyond the point of why they put up a for sale gone. sign on our area. Gone. Because so, the, the man has to come the next day. Some have even posted sold before it was advertised. Is it mad thing? That's what's going on. I don't know why the guy comes to take the for sale sign down because like, they're really wasting this man's time at this point. And most of the people purchasing the properties are from London. 
Absolutely. And they come and they're just in amazement. Absolutely. They're like, oh my gosh, I can buy this and have money left over. Right, you know? absolutely. And then just the fresh air, the space you get, the land. Oh, when we go for walks and you just, the kids are seeing sheep and stuff. Yeah, man. it's just crazy. And then the fact that you can see stars. Man, if I hear siren, police siren, there has to be a big problem. On, on my, definitely, I can say this, not even on my kids, on my own life, I've not heard a siren in our area in 2022. Dude. And I can probably count on my, I can't even count on my hands, like literally See, outside my house hearing listen, a siren in 2021. Say, how many years we've lived here, we've probably only ever heard, I've probably only ever heard a siren about four, five times. Yeah. I will say this because I know people will, we want to move on to the next segment and people will be like, advice, do your research, do, do your, research. your research, do your research. Bode even found um, websites online where you can, that, that you, you can be given graphs and information on what newspaper is the most read newspaper in the area that you're looking at. And that kind of information is really, really important. Have you seen the Sun newspapers? <laughs> if the Sun newspaper is number one, and you on your blickety black like I'm not. I'm not. Mm, 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 let's just stop right there. <laughs> let's just stop right there. I'm just saying. So. <laughs> no, you're annoying me. <laughs> let's just stop right there. He's making today's edit so hard. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> um, so do your research. Um, prepare. So prepare yourself mentally, emotionally, financially. Don't be like Candice. I would say in all honesty, if there was a way for you to do this or if you don't have it already, if you are leaving London, understand that your access to um, public transport as it is right now is a mad privilege. The fact that you can stand on the roadside and get a bus at any hour in London, the minute you leave London, that is not up for consideration. So if you're moving as a lone party with children, I would encourage you getting a driving license before you make that move. And I also tell you, your access to planting. Yeah. Oh my gosh, my supermarket, my planting, my morbi, my. Sarsarella. I mean, there are places. There are places we can get it. We here. found it in the end. There are places we can get it here. It's just that those things you wouldn't think about in London. You wouldn't think about where you're gonna get a do yeah, yeah, from yeah, or your dax yeah, yeah, wave and groom. Yeah, yeah. You now need to think about those things. Yeah. We also know people. We have a friend who's prominent on social media as well who recently moved, and she makes like by she makes fortnightly trips. Mm. back to like Halsden to stock up on her stuff yeah and because she lives deeper in the countryside than us yeah, yeah, yeah so she like goes and gets her black things and then comes back to the countryside right. so it's all of that you need to bear in mind but from our perspective it has been the most it's positive and transformative absolutely. change for our family absolutely absolutely Period. i wouldn't change it I, I i drive into london now and i feel i feel we feel choked up i feel choked up i feel like it's also cute that we get to have like a little lovers weekend in london now it's now seen as like some kind of um yeah we're going away to london we're going we're going we're going we're going to london for the weekend cool there's that next topic which was on body's phone which we're now using to record so let's have a think oh i can look at my own can't i yeah absolutely you can um let's see Ooh, too So someone asked us, maybe they're asking Bodhi, because I don't know what Why would you ask this? Oh my God. What? Give the people what they want. See, this is this why I said is a problem. <laughs> Emotionally unavailable guys. So yeah, the, 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 the whole question was like, how would you deal with an emotionally unavailable guy? I'm like, Can I say something deal first? with. Can I say something first? I think we should change that from emotionally unavailable guy to emotionally unavailable person. Okay, fine. 
But I can only speak about emotionally unavailable guys. I actually don't know what that means. <laughs> right. <laughs> hey, God. Did that sound cocky? Sorry. And I don't mean it like that, guys. I was just like, I don't... What does that... When I saw that, it was bothered. I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I want to bite into that. I was like, what does that even mean? Eh? I've not been on TikTok long enough. What does... On an, on a on emotionally... I can't even say it. What Do you does know, that mean? You know there is the IQ... Yeah, so like intelligence. There's also something called emotional intelligence. There's also something, yeah, emotional intelligence. I think emotional availability kind of like has to do with emotional intelligence. Mm -hmm. My ability to essentially, if there is, if you need some kind of support from me emotionally, Mm -hmm. and I'm not there to give you that Mm -hmm. support, even though we are a partnership, yeah. That makes me emotionally unavailable. Oh, why would you fuck with someone like that? But they are a lot of people like that. Really? They're emotionally unavailable. They know this podcast is led by two Pisces people, yeah? This is, this is really mind-blowing. Ah, we can be two Pisces people. Mm. And I might be an emotional person. Yeah. But I may be emotionally oh, unavailable. Ding, 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 ding. Right. You can, you can have emotions. I you can, can have emotions, but when it's but emotionally... you can't give me... Bruh, none. Oh, ooh, I don't know. You see, I think the idea of some men being emotionally unavailable has to go, has to do with the idea mm. of what society says being a man should be. Right. It's a very deep subject. Right, it's a very right. deep thing when you start to look at things that lead to that place. Mm. There's a lot that we can talk about here. There's a lot we can go very, very deep, or we could just skim the surface in terms of emotional. We're gonna have to skim the surface. Unavailability. Unavailability. You see, the idea of manhood from time and time ago was one that was stoic, one that is not emotional, mm. one that doesn't cry, one that has to go to work, one that has to provide, purely logical. The idea of left side, right side, I think that's a total and utter myth, but that's mm. another discussion for another day. But that was the idea of manhood. That was what manhood was about. Men don't cry. Mm-hmm. So if a young boy, for example, was crying when he was young and his dad says, listen, don't cry because you're a man. That's for girls. Mm. How do you expect that boy to then grow up and become emotionally, emotionally available? It's right. impossible. Okay. okay. Right? But it's possible. It can happen. So the question is, how would you deal with someone like that? So now that you've explained that to me... So how would you deal with someone like that? Sister, it's not your job. Thank you. Thank Oh, thank God. Because I was just about to be like, I'm, I, this person, I, I, I speak to them online um, often, so I know they identify as a woman. So I'm saying woman to woman. What are we dealing with here, bro? Listen, but here's the thing, right? Because you might try as you might, you might try to push that and say, oh, you're emotional and unavailable and all that kind of stuff. But it has to come, that change must have, must have to come from within. Mm. Mm. That person must want to make those changes. And also... It's a lot. That person must start to, must be in a position, in a place where they're now questioning their own masculinity or what they believe to be masculine. Also, I can only imagine the loneliness and the... And what would then be emotional abuse that's happening on your side in this situation on the woman's side because this person is emotionally unavailable. 
that just doesn't sound like something you should you should stick around to see if they blossom or that if they have an aha moment. I think I think for it to work perfectly, that person that is giving off a lot of masculine energy needs to learn to also embody feminine energy as well. Mm. Right. So I'm talking about the energies here now. Mm -hmm. Right. The masculine energy and the feminine energy. The masculine energy is what a lot of women that get into the workplace have to put, have to, because of the way society is constructed, mm. a lot of women that go into the workplace have to, you know, give off masculine energy to yeah, succeed, yeah, yeah. which is shit. They don't, they're, they're not allowed to cry in front of their employees. You know, because if you, mm. because the idea of nurturing, the idea of being emotional, the caring, idea of having caring, empathy, having empathy is feminine energy. Which we have always been taught to believe will not make a secure growing business. Right. Mm -hmm. okay. When really, what we are being shown now is you need both. You need both. In every space. So those energies, those two energies, in both male and female, <sighs> have to come together. Yeah. I, th I hope I'm putting that correctly. Mm -hmm. I, I, I know what I'm trying to say in my head, mm. and I, I hope I'm, being, I'm able to translate that. But what I was saying in a nutshell is, sis, it's not your job. You've made it known that this person is emotionally unavailable. You've mm. made that known already. Mm. I promise you, that's like pushing a rock up a hill. Yeah. If that person is not willing to question mm. their own ideologies, if that person is not willing to question mm. their, you know, the trauma they're carrying from their childhood, the transgenerational trauma, mm. if that person is not willing to question what they've been told being a man is about, yeah. it's a hard, bruh. Especially with all the open conversations available on social media and YouTube and stuff like that now. like These are very public conversations. Yeah. So for them to not even want to unravel that side of themselves, you could be, you could be trying to do the Lord's work. But the one question you've also, got, you've also got to ask yourself is, what is it that you're seeking from this person emotionally? I don't think that's a valid question. You don't think so? No. Okay. I don't think that's a valid question. Okay, scrub it out, please. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, no. The well, reason why... Like, no, 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 no. I ain't get cancelled. No, 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 no. This is not... That's not a cancellation moment. Yeah. It's just like... The reason why I wouldn't even ask that as a question is like, I'm crying. I come home and I'm crying. And that's like you... Do you but know you, what I mean? But you've come to a point where you are labelling that person as emotionally unavailable so you know you've had so you, that, that's, the, that's, what, that's, I mean? that's what i'm trying to say scenarios where this has shown itself it's it's far it's very it's far deeper than you think it is it's very mm. deep there's a there's 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 a lot mm. in there that that person needs to deal with yeah there's a yeah. lot in there that that person needs to unravel unravel identify, yeah. identify. Mm. there's a lot and that because this is what society yeah has made that person Believe or Believe feel. or feel. And yeah, I'm a I man, just, I can't cry. I just, I, I wouldn't, babe. I wouldn't. I'm a man, I ain't rubbing your feet. You know all that bullshit stuff? <laughs> and I love when Bonnet rubs my feet. It's like one of my favourite things. Oh, like, like, I'm a man, I can't, I can't do your laundry and hang it up on the thingy. Why the fuck can't I do that? <laughs> do you understand? Yeah. Because what you have to also imagine, now, I'm just, I'm, I'm saying this, say you want to create a family and do all of that thing and have this this nuclear family structure as society um shows to us how 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 else are the is is that emotional unavailability gonna gonna impact 
those things in your life, even as an idea. Just sit down but and think if, about but that. But even if you don't go on, and let's say, um, you know, again, you go the way society says it should go, which is then go on to have a child for this person. Mm-hmm. And the child happens to be a male child. What is the, that person going to impart right. on your male child? Right, right. So that cycle continues, isn't it? Right. Um, I read something the other day that said, and again, this is from a, a woman, a woman's perspective. It said something like, um, if you're looking at the guy you're with and you can't imagine and you wouldn't want a son like that, why are you with them? Love. And I said, see, if I had a wig, okay, yeah, let's, let's talk, I would have taken it off. See, 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 you see, let's talk about that one. So let me say that one more time. Because I want to make it clear. Hold on, hold let's on. Let's talk about it for a so second. So I please. saw something the other day, guys, that said, if you're with a, a man, and you're, you're in a heterosexual relationship, if you're with a man and you wouldn't want your son to be like them, why are you with them? Right. You see, this saying sometimes mad my head, right? Because sometimes they come like statistics, and I have an issue. I have an issue with statistics. I have an issue with stats, right? Because stats never really show the clear, the good, the real picture. You can bend stats to however you want, right? So you see that saying. I think you can bend it to however you want. I, I, I've got to say this. Say the saying again one more time, <laughs> just so to be sure. One more time. Heterosexual relationship. I'm a woman. You're a man. And the question, the thing said. Um, uh, if you're with a man and you wouldn't want your son to be like the man you're currently with, why are you with them? So the son you're perhaps going to have with this person. So you haven't had the son already? No, no. The you son haven't. you're per- perhaps yeah. going to have with the yeah. person. If you wouldn't want that son to turn out like the person... You but that is, not, that, that is not living room for any kind of change though, is there? Because I believe as human beings, we are ever moving, we are dynamic, we are changeable. So many things happen on the lifespan of a human being. So many, every, every human being hits a certain milestone where you can change. I just don't like the definite of it. Mm-hmm. I struggle with the definite. You don't agree with me because I see you holding your head. <laughs> can I say? Can yeah. I say? And I love when we don't quite agree because it makes for good conversation. Mm. All I know is that women have for definitely wasted their time. And all I know is that women have for definitely then gone on to have the sons of these men and, and been like, yeah, that wasn't the smartest idea. Ah, mm. I, 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 I don't hate me, bro. <laughs> I'm not hating you. I just know there's some things I can't argue with. And some things I can't, to be fair, there's some things I just got to shut up and listen. Uh, and that's exactly what I choose to do now. So can we move on to the next topic? <laughs> <laughs> can we move on to the next topic? But I'm just saying, I think in, so not just about the male and female malarkey. I, I think about anything in life. Okay. Let me recover. Right. I just don't I'm gonna like, let you land. I'm gonna... I just don't like because right now your helicopter's doing My this. Turbulence, turbulence. <laughs> I'm trying to steady the ship. I'm trying to steady the ship. I'm trying to steady the ship. I just don't... I have. I, I feel a certain unease with definites. Absolutely. I don't like definites. Okay, because, and because I know how your mind works and the data and the da 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 Yeah. You don't like definites, but what what if what if 80% of this person, I'm just saying man and woman right now for ease, what if 80% of this person, you wouldn't want your son to be like them? It's not definite, but you're saying 80%? No, that can't run. Then what? So can that person change? That, I don't know. Can that person grow? 
We all can. We all have the capacity for change. And so growth. there is a chance for the person to grow. There's a probability. Yeah. That the person grows. Here's the here's the thing though. At the cost of. Right. That's so always the question. So it's all down to each individual, isn't yeah. it? Yeah. What are you willing to? Put what up are you with? willing to? Do? How long are you willing because to if, wait? Because if, if there is a probability, there's a slight chance of change. Mm-hmm. And you've got an appetite for risk. I'm using financial. Lord of God, my man. <laughs> <laughs> you got an appetite for risk. Then, well, then, yeah. then that's your pump, isn't it? No, you're driving me mad. This medicine, if this, if this relationship is making you feel a bit jiggy, jiggy, jaga, jaga, you want to roll with the big boys. That's on you. <laughs> that's on you. And that takes me to everything I say about everything and everyone. <laughs> this takes me roundabout to everything I say about everyone. Can I say something, though? Mm-hmm. Definitely as a singular person, because I won't speak for the entire female generation, definitely as a female person, if that question was posed about me 10 years ago, ain't no one trying to have a daughter like Candice. So let's be honest about the change and growth we have, we as individuals. Because I think so many times when these questions come up, yeah, it's very much point one finger this way and you forget three fingers are always pointing back at you or really like take the log out of one's eye like are we are we really trying to seek perfection and we ain't we ain't even nowhere near a distinction yet Uh. there is always that um so yeah i don't know and also i will say this no one crucify me because this is just this is my truth the best men i know now had to have a moment or a relationship that spun them that's just facts. And that's as in best friends and, and men that I would call family, and, and like we're that close, I've called them family. The best men now that are obviously all off the market because that, um, they all had a moment that they would tell you or us, this was the moment when I realized I had to make a change or I wanted to make a change in order to build the life for the family that I have now. There we go. Spot on. Everybody, and not just men, yeah, yeah. Every, said, every, 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 everybody goes through, and this is what I said. I don't like definite. This is why I said yeah. I don't like. And you've just been able to say it better than I can. Mm. That's why you're the Sunday Times bestselling author. Oh, da, da, da. Right. Um, <laughs> yeah. Every, yeah. I don't like definite. Yeah. I hate it. Mm. Like, I don't stand for it. I, yeah. I, I, I don't like definite. I don't like cancelling. You'd want a daughter like Candice now. You'd want a son like Bode now. Do you see what I'm saying? Mm. You'd want us now. And so many people, especially... But it's, but it's a journey we took to get This here. is what I'm saying. Especially with social media and given our respective ages, there is a journey you won't have seen of ours because life just wasn't so public no, then. Do you get what I'm saying? No, it so it's really easy to pop up on someone's timeline now mm-hmm. and for someone to use you as an example of a good man yeah. or me as an example of a good woman or our family unit as the example of perfection. Not actually knowing the fuck no. that we put up exactly not knowing the shit that we did in the past so. there we go yeah. or who we were yeah. or what our, our ideologies were 10 years ago Absolutely. or what we thought we required from each other and the uh, world 10 one, years one, ago one thing i can hand on heart say is the way i think now is not it's not the way i thought in 20 in 2001 right it's not the way i thought in 2008 it's not Heck, it wasn't the way... It's barely what I thought in 2015. Yeah, exactly. So (laughs) it's always moving, always changing. Things happen. You learn, you grow, you adapt. And that's just the way it is, which is why I just don't do definites. Hmm. I don't do them. That's why I don't do definites. Okay. 
Yeah. So to bring it back to that woman's question. Yeah. You, of course, you're risking it, I guess. And this is what I always say to everybody. <laughs> this is what I always say to everybody, right? It's your journey, innit? Mm. It's your path, not mm. mine, mm. right? If you ask me for advice on your journey and your path, I'm only going to give you advice based on my own opinion, which is fond of my own ex- experiences. Mm. My experience is not the same as yours and will never be the same as yours. Yeah. Even if it seems as if we had the same, no, we, 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 we've experienced... They, could, they can be similar. They can be similar, but it's not the, the same. same. Mm. It's not the same. It can never be the same, yeah. right? So... I'd say do what feels right for you. For you. So that's the key. That's the kicker there, though. Not what feels right for them, for as you. in waiting for them for to become emotionally available. Do Don't base any of right it on them you. or their, the growth that may or may not happen on their end. Mm. Do If not being hugged when you're crying hurts you right now, that's your answer yeah. right now. So do what feels right for you. And be prepared to deal with the consequences of what you've done that's right for you. Because you know you've done it for you. Yeah. That's what matters. That, I love that. Ooh, yeah? Yeah. Jesus Thank Christ, you. see how long it took us to get to that. <laughs> right! <laughs> the guys love our ramblings, though, so I'm right? not even going to... What ramblings? With all the ducking and diving and weaving I've been doing. <laughs> Sheesh, keep up. Well, they said my <laughs> helicopter's going through turbulence. <laughs> I was ducking and diving, bro. Like, Not today, Matrix. <laughs> okay, this is a really good one. I feel like we've warmed up enough to have this conversation now. How you cope with each other changing over 10 years being together? Lord of God. Listen, let me, like let me tell you how we cook. Look, grey hair. That's what do you cook. mean grey hair? Do you know, as I was sitting here, I was just like... You know, you rub a finger. I found a, a chin hair, bro. That's different. That's, How is it? That's different. Grey hair is different from chin. No, no, Mine no. is hormones. Mine is... Oh, no, okay. So, back up a second. Where the fuck do you think these hormones come from? Because eh? chin hair is chin hair is not linked to puberty, body. Where do you think this comes from? This means I'm approaching menopause, you fucker. Like, okay. Age. It's not, age. It's, not some, it's not stress that I caused. It's, it could be. Menopause I'm can be saying, brought on early I'm just by stress. <laughs> oh, you see, I'm wearing cap. I wear cap. See, ballad. <laughs> Menopause can be brought on by stress, so that's what I got to say about. <laughs> Yo, listen. All jokes aside, I think one thing has remained true, and I think we actually didn't realize that until recently. That what's most important to us is the end goal. Mm. and where we are aligned because I'm not going to say that we haven't had beefs I'm not going to say that they, we've had beefs bruv I'm, think, I'm thinking of our beef yesterday yeah we've had that big time right I'm not going to say we haven't had issues or troubles you know I wouldn't say there are times that I, I, I wouldn't say there are not times that I'm just like get, you know what fucking, I'm getting off this boat mm. and then I, I, I jump out but my hand is still dangling inside like this <laughs> There's been times. <laughs> but what's most important to us, I think, is our end goal, isn't it? Yeah, and the end goal for us, mm-hmm. we hate to sound saccharine, is... I'm like... We see, actually want to grow old together. Yeah, we do. Touch wood. You know, God spare life. Yeah. What I'm saying, in essence, is... We look at each other just like, you know what? This is it, you know? Like, bruv, you ain't got no way, like, you know? We'll be, we'll be, when I say we'll be arguing... As in, and I'll be like, fam, why and we we'll arguing? just be like, go and take a walk around the block, you ain't going nowhere. <laughs> ain't got nowhere, bruv. <laughs> 
You ain't going nowhere. And not out of before people read in the, into that incorrectly. Mm. Those those that banter is based on us still having that common goal. Yeah. I we we are not saying we are not saying because we have got to be clear here, babe. Mm. Um, um, waste your life in a relationship that is insufferable. Not that is that. not what we're not saying. saying we are saying that our moments of anger or where we can't communicate properly are not worth torching our end goal yeah. for. And, and, so. and, and here's the thing, and here's the thing. Most conflicts, if not all, that happen between us is where we have with this miscommunication. Of course. You see, it's a and wave. And we communicate so differently. You see, and it's a wave that has to, I'm coming with frequency A, she's coming with frequency Z, and it's always got a me. And our frequencies are usually always rooted in our childhood or past experiences. Right. Which are so different. Yeah. That, you know, I, I won't go into detail, but one of... The, our, our argument yesterday was based on Bode feeling like I didn't apologise in good time for something that I felt wasn't my fault. Do you see what? Do you see what? And come then, on, and, come and, on. And, and that's the way she felt. That's the way I felt. That's what she felt. Why should I apologize why for something I, I did? I, I didn't do anything. And I was like, yo, I'm he not. Was like, it's not the point. It's not the point. I'm not asking you to apologize for something you didn't do. I'm just saying something happened to me. To me. me and I just want some and empathy. And I want you to feel sorry for me. That's all. And then the day before that, there was some black ice outside our house. And as I was leaving, I slipped and I hurt my knee. And like my bag was all scattered, and I open, and it's so funny because now I'm telling this story, I, I do understand Bode's side, and I can't believe this is happening in real time. Boom. So my bag is all scattered, yeah, and I unlock the door because I really locked the door. I unlocked the door just to say into the kitchen, oh, I've just fallen, hurt my knee, uh -huh. and he's on the phone to someone, and he's like, oh wait, there, he's like, oh babe, I'm so sorry. Did he cause the black eyes? No. no. Like, is it his fault I've fallen? No. But in that moment, I, I was open. You wanted I wanted empathy exactly. and sympathy. Now you're getting me. So, um, I get it now. Exactly. <laughs> and he gave it so quickly. He was like, I'm so... And then in some way, because this is Bode, he made me falling his fault. He was like, I knew it was icy. I should have I should have sorted it. And I went out there first. Do you know what I mean? So there was that. But now I look back on the argument that happened happened yesterday i could have said sorry your water went cold just because you had to hop out and you were in a flat <laughs> and you were living it is cold cold weather <laughs> and i i gave him the dirtiest look i was like yeah sort your fucking life out yeah. like this this weather is so cold and i'm having a shower nice warm water all of a sudden water just goes cold i'm like ah! then i jump out I'm like shit <laughs> you're like shit i jump out with soap all over everywhere and i'm like yo the water just went cold I kind of just like, I'm like, fam, <laughs> wow. As I shiver, I'm like, I'm like, wow. So, so, so again, it's all about frequencies and shit. We've just got all the way left. No, 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 no. That was a really it's, good it's, example. It's, it's all about frequencies and stuff. And somehow, because we know. Guess what? We un we we work through we work through those miscommunications because we want to. There we go. And I don't think, it's, this is me speaking directly to women now in heterosexual relationships. And I see, I see this comment on social media a lot. And it's a good comment to help me understand what I mean. You see the comment where someone, where someone says, if they wanted to, they would. If he wanted to, he would. And I'll use that comment to help illustrate what I'm trying to say now. We, we want to. We want to. So if you find yourself in a long-term relationship, because the person's asked how we've been doing this for 10 years, 
It's because we want and, to. And most importantly, I think we are both proud people. Very right? too proud. We are both proud people. However, however, I think the beauty of it comes when one is able to put their pride in check. Mm. Right? When you're able to put your pride in check. Because you see that pride then starts to talk in your head that that person must have done that because of that. But then your logical brain will be like, yo, but that's not true. Yeah, yeah. Do you understand? That's yeah. not true. Because they did this doesn't mean they don't... Look... And, and we have to trust that our miscommunications yeah. are of the moment. Yes. They don't mean something that happened five years ago. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. So, you know, that whole pride thing, I think that's something we've also just been able to be like, yo, like, sorry, innit? We're only 10 years in though. Call us in another 20. Who knows? <laughs> Who knows? Bro, like, because again, knows. we're out here, out here answering these questions. It's like, nothing like you said you don't deal with definites but they doesn't even deal with definites things are always changing yes i know one common goal we will always have irrespective of our union is the future of our children uh, yes that ain't ever <laughs> that, that ain't shifting. ever moving That's it's like shifting. even if we didn't work together how do we maintain a good parenting union yes. how do we ensure that us not being together doesn't destabilize them. Absolutely. Doesn't make them feel that they're not loved. They are, That's the true definition. They, they are very important. They exactly. are extremely important. Um, so there's that, but it's it's a it's an up and down. It's an up and down, you know. And I, I, to be honest, there's just no clear cut answer to that. Uh, I'm not out here trying to be anybody's example or anybody's oh, God, shining yeah. light because I just ain't. You'll end up in the dark. You, you feel me? On. We're <laughs> we're trying to figure shit out. Simple. Literally. Ten years together has been ten years of figuring shit out, and we'll probably have ten or twenty more. Who knows? I'm still figuring shit out whilst changing, though. Bruh. So, like, it's like every year you get a new version of person to figure out. Yeah. And there was something Bode said a couple of years ago, not even maybe even a year ago, that really struck me. Bode like really reads um, articles and information about menopause, and I was like, bro, why are you so invested in that shit? Like, he's like, oh no, I'm trying to get ahead of the game. <laughs> he's like, I'm, well, he's like, oh, you know, I'm trying to understand this volcano before the lava just pop, 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 pop. You know, you know, and I don't know what's You know, the funny thing is, you know, it's so mad. I can tell Candice when her period is coming before bro, she even knows it, right? Bro. I can tell her. I'm like, yeah, yeah, she's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm like, your period is coming. She's like, I'm like, yeah, babe, what's today's date? Trust me, your period is coming. Oh, wait, no, and, yeah. and I've only just started to use an, a really good app and, and understand my cycle. Bode is heavily invested in my cycle. He's heavily invested in the menopausal version of Candice. And I'm like, th- those are the things. Also, I'm now, I find myself heavily invested in... Um, making sure that he pees well. This is really weird, but this is what 10 years in the game means. I'm like, how often are you using the toilet? Are you drinking enough water? I saw a TikTok the other day that made me giggle because it was like, you know, people get in, they get married or they get in these relationships and they think that it's always going to be like, oh, I love you so much. No, it then comes down to like physical care. Mm-hmm. Like, bruh, you can't sleep on your back because you snore. Do you mm. know what I mean? Mm. And it's like, that. those are things only your wife will know about you mm. and only my husband's going to know when my period is due. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Mm. And, and knowing... Knowing that information means that we have to um, we have to stay in tune with the person that's changing. Yeah, because it, stay in it, tune. who my period ten years ago ain't what they were now. No, nah. 
Bruh, who even cared about my my period when we first met was like two days. Didn't feel like I had any PMS. In out, boom. Now, so you have to stay on top of. <laughs> now it's so bad. <laughs> it's so bad. Even the kids. I'm like, <laughs> do you notice this evening? Do you notice this evening? Do you notice? Do you notice? Do you notice? <laughs> when you were telling RJ to do something, and RJ wasn't doing it. RJ was being, you know. You ran up the stairs. RJ was being RJ. And Candice was like, RJ, do it. I was like, don't worry, I'm coming to get him. I'm coming. <laughs> and then I just ran upstairs. I was like, RJ, come with me right now. <laughs> the boy didn't understand. I'm like, I'm trying to save you. And the thing is, we're really open with Esme. Esme gets it. Esme's like, oh, it's a period shoot. The is like, yeah, yeah, yeah. So Esme was just closing her bedroom door. Like, I don't want this smoke. <laughs> Whereas RJ don't know shit yet. So Bonnie has to be his first line of defence. Like, I'm like, RJ, I'm trying to That say. is not the mum you knew yesterday. Yeah. Back it up, back Bruh, it up. Just come with me right now. And come. I'm like, those are the changes that people don't discuss. Do you know what I mean? Which is sad, but that's our reality. They're... So 10 years in the game, mate, we it's stay It's because we want to. It's because we want to do it. Simple, point blank. We always go round and round about anything. No, but myself. our stories are cute, though. Really? Yes, they're very cute. Really? Yeah. Yeah, I like that because the story made you apologize. Fuck. Oh, <laughs> I will never hear the fucking end of this now. We're like, <laughs> the story. The story. No, I, and I use the word apologize. It's not an apology. It was just a. It's sympathy. sympathy. You want understanding. Sympathy. I was having a lovely hot luxurious shower, uh, on and, and on top of that, because here's the kicker, girls. He was showering to go and run. I was showering to go run errands for her. To go, he was going to wash my... To take her car to the car wash. And to pick up various items. And pick up various items from Tesco. <laughs> now I'm a cow for real. <laughs> I'm a spoiled brat. <laughs> this podcast makes me realise something, you know. I, 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 I'm I, a and, and, and here's the funny thing and here's the funny thing here's the funny thing and I think this actually answers the question very very well here's the funny thing as she was doing that manners in my head I'm like and I'm bloody taking her car to the car wash now I should just make her do it her damn self and he didn't but I was like nah he I'm gonna take the car it. that's it I think that's just it <sighs> because the thought will come the thought comes and I'm sure the thought comes for you as well you know what I should just make a sorry ass get home go hungry well, yeah, no. just, I, and I'm, I, I will say this, I'm getting much better at giving the olive branch first. In the first half of our ten years together, that was absolutely never going to happen. <laughs> I didn't even have olive, olives to spare. <laughs> no, none of that. Know how that Tommy has no, no, no fox in his bottle? Niente. Niente. Now I'm being a lot more forthcoming with like, I don't even care whose fault this argument is, I'm trying to be... That's it, and... In recent years, I think, in recent times, that's what's most certainly come to look. I don't give a shit whose fault this argument mm. is. I don't give a shit that I feel like I deserve an apology from you and not giving it to me. Mm. Guess what? Let's just smile it. Let's just laugh at it. It's a constant... It's humbling, isn't it? Yeah. You're constantly that's what I'm to saying. Pride just takes a back seat. And you have to trust... Not even trust. We've learned. I know I've learned. What I enjoy more is... I don't like tension in my house, you know? I don't like walking past you and we're not speaking and there's huffing and puffing. I don't like imagining that there's a TV show we're watching and then all of a sudden my sofa partner's gone because we're beefing. Like, it just feels dumb. The kids pick... Even the dog picks up on the energy. Like, everyone picks up on... It's silly. So I'm just like, oh... 
Okay. At the end of the day, we ain't going. We're still going to lay down on the same bed. And I'm <laughs> yeah, and then our feet are going to touch. And you're going to go, don't touch my feet. Like, what? No, I'm not saying you do that. I'm not saying you do that. What's the point? Like, what is the point? What's the point? You got you got to be in it to win it. I hope we answered that one good enough. We did, we did. That was the final one. Unless you've got anything more to say. Anything? No, you this these people put somebody in trouble. No more. I'm done. Ah, the questions, the questions. <laughs> you guys are troublemakers. <laughs> I saw the questions and I was like, what? You want to know who? What? Where? How? <laughs> who sings that song? With you did what? With who? What? You where? where? <laughs> um, guys, as ever, comment, subscribe. I don't know what we do here, right? Follow along. We will be back. That was, um, took us a while to warm up this evening, but we got there. Yeah, man. <laughs> cool. <laughs> Thanks, guys. Catch you guys. Bye. On the other side. <laughs> you crack me up. And that's that. As ever, thank you guys so much for listening. Remember, new episodes drop every Monday. And please don't forget to share and subscribe. You can find me on Instagram as Candice Brathwaite. And me as I am underscore Papa B. See you next week. week.